today, Seattle police finally shut down CHOP. We're told for good. I'm sorry, is it Chaz or Chop? I don't know. I can't keep up with it. Uh, Joe Biden won't hold campaign rallies. We'll tell you why. And Chris Cuomo said something stupid again because it's a day ending in day. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined once again by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, and Lauren Chen, Blaze TV's own Lauren Chen from Pseudo Intellectual with Lauren Chen. You guys were so amazing yesterday. We had to bring you both back That's for another round. Yeah, yep. Happy to be here. It, it got, I mean, we got to do what the people want, all right? Uh, so heavily armed Seattle police Finally, we've been they've been hinting at it. They've been telling us CHOP was going to be shut down. The mayor had finally had enough or something. And uh, Seattle police finally infiltrated CHOP, which I imagine wasn't too hard. <laughs> um, and they shut down the entire leftist operation. Uh, in a statement, the P Seattle Police Department said, due to ongoing violence and public safety issues in the East Precinct, uh, Mayor Jenny Durkin has issued an executive order to vacate the area. Seattle Police will be in the area this morning enforcing the mayor's order. Uh, since demonstrations at the East Precinct area began on June 8th, two teenagers have been killed and three people have been seriously wounded in late night shootings. Police have also documented robberies, assaults, and other violent crimes. Uh, officers enforcing today's order are wearing a higher level of protective gear and uh, police utilizing this equipment because individuals police are utilizing this equipment because individuals associated with the chop are known to be armed and dangerous, may be associated with shootings, homicides, robberies, assaults and other violent crimes. And of course, Andy, no, I love this because it's so subtle. Andy, no, said. Chaz was retaken by police in a matter of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. exactly where he was going with that. So subtle, <laughs> so simple, but yet tells so much. Uh, Lauren, do you just sit back from Canada sometimes and you watch this and you're like, what the hell are you guys thinking in America? Yeah, I mean, on, on the one hand, it's sad to see such a sudden and quick ending to this young, promising nation. <laughs> but on the other, honestly, I would think that if you try to like stake out an independent nation within America and overtake a police precinct, I honestly would have thought, even in Seattle, the consequences would be a lot swifter and a lot yes. more serious. Like, why did it take so long? People died, right? This, this was an actual thing. And again, like, they tried to, I mean stake out a police station like it boggles my mind that there weren't more consequences for this sooner i'm just surprised it lasted this long yeah jason a couple things um so one a lot of people kind of made fun of this whole autonomous zone and what they wanted to do well and hold on it was an autonomous zone until they realized that being autonomous meant that they couldn't mooch off of the yeah. United States government system. And That's they were when like, it became chop. That yeah. autonomous thing is not really yeah. what we planned. Can we do the thing where, like, you guys still give us stuff? Yeah. So the insane thing about this is I researched this extensively. I think Glenn talked about it on his show. But um, this is actual a carbon copy. Like, they modeled this off of a separatist movement in northern Syria, a terrorist group. That's what it's modeled off of. So they looked at what they did in northern Syria and saw how they were able to make an autonomous zone. And it was all through armed conflict. They set up boundaries. They put up their own armed guards. And eventually it kind of went towards this Marxist utopia that fizzled out, of course, because they always do. But that's what this was modeled off of. And they're very, very organized. They want to do that. They want to replicate that so it continues to pop up in other places. That's what started to happen. Well, 
that's what they started to t start doing. We right. know that's never going to happen. Right. But um, so I think we should really take these people seriously. We shouldn't just laugh this off, you know, as, oh, my gosh. But it's funny, you know, mm -hmm. but we should still take it seriously when it goes forward. Second thing, Mary Jenny, that chick, man. Okay, so she said because of the violence going on, it was violent the entire time pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. The only time she gave a crap and sent the police in was when they showed up, when they turned on her and showed up at her house. house. Yeah. And then, then all, all of a sudden, sudden she's like, oh, yeah. I'm signing that now. Executive <laughs> order. Shut up, girl. Yeah. That's the only reason you did that. Yeah. When, it when the mob turned on you. It's, it's so funny. They, they use, uh, was, I saw that a couple of days ago where they, they set up like, one of those uh, guillotines uh, yeah. as you know, mm -hmm. their, their thing. And you know, they're using French Revolution, Revolution like imagery. And it's crazy that they're being, you know, enabled by some of these politicians that won't do anything about them. What do you think happened in the French Revolution? They turned on themselves. Mm -hmm. Robespierre got his own head chopped off on there. Mm -hmm. So all, this is going to end the same way all of those do. They're, gonna, they're turning on each other. They're going to eat each other. And all of these politicians that I, I doubt Mayor Jenny is going to get any kind of praise in this whatsoever. Did we ever find out if she was the one that told the police to vacate the precinct? Because it's like they both denied it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that they ever clarified that, but I don't know who else would have made the call on that. It's either the police I mean, chief or the mayor. Right, yeah. and the police chief, every time the police chief comes out and speaks about this, she is very much yeah. anti anything having to do with CHOP. So I can't imagine that someone who has stood up and said, look, we need to shut this thing down because... They would have done is, it sooner. Yeah, yeah, or not vacated at all, and they would have fought back for, for their precinct instead of just walking away and ordering the officers to walk away. So how is the mayor getting off with that? No, like, no one's asking her that question. Like, it, it literally went unanswered on how that happened. They vacated a police uh, precinct. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's you got to answer for that somehow. And now we see uh, in New York, they've got Occupy yeah. City Hall going mm -hmm. on. They're trying to replicate... The very, very successful experiment that happened in Seattle. But you know what they did, though, is that New York gave them what they wanted. Right. Well, I mean, Seattle did, too. I mean, and, and not only, but they also gave them what they wanted. They gave them $1 billion. Mm -hmm. that, that's nuts. You're, you're legitimizing what they're, exactly what they're doing. They're, it's basically like a takeover of actual city buildings with a list of demands, and they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. give." And, and let's, let's ahead. all remember how the mainstream media and left-wing politicians in general reacted when conservatives who were protesting things like the lockdown or even Second Amendment rights, how they reacted when conservatives merely showed up at these buildings. Like, they weren't trying to take over anything, but they were still labeled these extremists, terrorists, and much, much worse. They've been pretty silent on Chaz. Oh, dude, yeah. can you imagine if this was the Tea Party? Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. They would have sent in the French Foreign Legion to yeah. go t to squash this thing. Well, oh my gosh. Do you do recall during the lockdown protests uh, when conservatives were like rioting and burning buildings and destroying businesses? You remember when that happened? Yeah. Right? Oh, hmm. uh. oh, wait, that didn't, <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen at all. Um, I, I guess I want to get your, your thoughts on. We've got Seattle, we've got New York, we've got, you know, Minneapolis. We saw um, we saw the local officials kind of catering to the de not just the demands of these people, but their insistence that they harm other people's businesses, that they riot, that they loot, that they burn down buildings. What is going to happen to the average American person who either works in these downtown areas or lives in these downtown areas? I'm just thinking, like, either they've got to vote them all out or... 
all the good ones left are just going to go to the suburbs. Well, I mean, we saw that I think it's some residents and business in the chop chats, whatever, did try to take legal action in order to, I don't know, rejoin America. Like, I I don't even know, but like something (laughs) had to happen. And I think we also saw in Minneapolis, that area, when it was announced that they would be dismantling, defunding, however they're choosing to label it, the police, um, that property values did plummet in the area. Of course, because I don't care how left wing you are. If you are a business owner or a homeowner and you're in one of these areas like there's not there there's no way that at least part of you isn't thinking hang on right <laughs> i don't know about this right yeah so they're probably there's probably going to be like chop chaz refugees who are fleeing the area <laughs> the only thing people who are in the surrounding areas need to worry about is like are they going to bring the same policies they vote for to these new areas. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah. I was like, because we, we see that we here in that, Texas. We know that exactly. very well here yes. in Texas with but all the But maybe it'll be different this time, guys. Oh maybe it'll gosh, work yes. here. That's it, the insanity of that. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, yeah, I just can't open my business because of the taxes, the regulations. It's insane. I'm moving to Texas and I'm still voting Democrat. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. I keep thinking, I, wa- I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I keep thinking maybe things will get so bad for them personally that they'll finally have that light bulb moment. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, can I, can I just say one more thing? Yeah. I blame the GOP. I blame the GOP mm-hmm. for losing the narrative completely mm-hmm. on everything culture based. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. entirely their fault. Yes. They screwed up uh, gay marriage royally. They could have easily taken the high ground and said, look, we're with you. We don't right. we don't have to we, right, we don't have to both agree as far as like the morality on it. We just think government shouldn't government tell you right. what to do at all. Exactly. Yes. You yeah. say that right there and boom, you've got allies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they screw up in every single they if if they're outmaneuvered one more time, I, I swear, it's going to happen, but they just got outmaneuvered again on the police bill stuff. Yeah. Well, Black Lives Matter as well. I mean, they, the, the Black Lives Matter messaging has been entirely effective. I know, you know, the, all of us sitting at this table have seen what Black Lives Matter is actually affiliated with. Right. But you don't hear that. You hear a lot of people uh, out on social media or the average person who says, well, I mean, of course I, of course I agree with Black Lives Matter. I'm not a racist. Mm-hmm. Please. I'm not a racist. And it's frustrating because, I mean, the people who are rioting and looting, that essentially could be Trump's winning campaign material. <laughs> but they have yes. just been messing it up at every turn and it's frustrating it's like if if the gop loses in november it will be because of their own incompetence yes. because the democrats they're doing everything they can to mess up mm-hmm. and it's if they don't seize on this soon then it's it's going to be toast for them i will say again i said that was my last one but one more uh, they need to get trump needs to distance himself from some of his family Jared Kushner needs to get the heck out of there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am sorry, but ha- yes. every single time I see one of these huge screw-ups, it's usually got his signature on it. He needs to get the heck out. Yeah. Well, we'll see how he handles that. Um, before we go, the Boston Art Commission voted unanimously um, yesterday to remove a statue commemorating <sighs> Abraham gosh. Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, uh, which, for those of you who are completely unread, that actually like ended slavery. Just... Just a minor detail there. Uh, the statue was erected in 1879, and it was, of course, the focus of criticism in the wake of the protests with uh, George Floyd's death. And so, I mean, it's literally the statue is called the Emancipation Memorial in Park Square. And uh, those of you who are watching, uh, you can see it includes a slave based on the historical figure Archer Alexander, who helped the Union Army escape slavery and was later captured by fugitive slave hunters. And it is uh, the replica of that same statue that exists in Washington, D.C. that was the subject of so many protests and hate. 
Very controversial, I guess, to have a statue commemorating the ending of slavery at a time where we're all supposed to denounce racism. I would have thought that would have been a good thing. I saw a black man uh, telling some of the protesters what that actually means. And he was talking about how he narrated the entire thing about how he was looking up and mm -hmm. standing up right after he was freed. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful statue. Um, what it stands for and, and everything. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous how just ignorant some of these people are on these statues. I saw in Austin, for crying out loud, uh, this hit me really close to home. They defaced a Stevie Ray Vaughan statue. Oh, no. Don't go, you don't go after what? Stevie Ray. Yeah. Why? They, I don't know. I, at this point, if when they're tearing down the Lincoln statue yeah. and Stevie Ray, I think they're just anti-statue in general. I, they just don't, <laughs> they, they don't like bronze. They, yeah, they don't like birds having a place to drop presents <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for a bunch of people who, if I had to bet, probably have some form of art history degree or something equally useless, right. I would think they would have more of an appreciation and understanding of exactly what that statue means. Because I, I was trying to understand, but why this is like, Abraham Lincoln, it's in general, I'm guessing he was racist because it was at the past. Like, is that what they're thinking? Or is it just because, um, you know, the black person is on his knees and they're not looking any further than that? I'm trying to understand. Yeah. But it's, it's a head scratcher. It really, I mean, yeah. it really is. There was another abolitionist, I think, that they, in Washington, D.C., yeah. that they went to go tear down or completely deface. And I'm like, do you know what these terms mean? Like, do you even know what they mean? So Abolitionist, it's long. It is. It's got a lot of syllables. It is, and it probably wasn't on the SAT that year that they took it. Yeah. So they're just very unfamiliar with, I think, the words and what they mean. Uh, all right, we've got a lot more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, NetSuite. So, America, obviously, we're getting shut back down again. But I know you guys are itching to get back to work. But in order to win in the new economy, we need every advantage to succeed, especially now. Uh, smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle. It is the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, they will give you visibility and control over every aspect of your company. Okay, so small business, entrepreneurs, listen up. They give you control over financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, everything. All of those systems are operating. They're speaking to each other, and they're all in one place. You can access them on the go from your cloud. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of million in sales, NetSuite lets you manage every penny with precision, you can compete with anyone, work from anywhere, and run your entire company just from your phone if you need to. Uh, phone, computer, whatever and wherever you are. Join 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to make it happen. Uh, you can go to netsuite.com slash why. Get your free guide, seven actions businesses need to take now. And you can also schedule your free product tour. That is netsuite.com slash why. I have to warn you, I just have to say this. This is only if you enjoy making money. If you don't enjoy like getting a profit and making money, I guess don't do it. I don't know. But if you really like having a growing business and growing that business even further to make money, you should probably go to netsuite.com slash why. That is W-H-Y. Back in a minute. Joe Biden uh, has now announced he will not hold campaign rallies due to the pandemic. He, uh, do, I'm sorry, due to the pandemic. <laughs> That's what he's saying anyway. He said this is the most unusual campaign, I think, in modern history. I'm going to follow the doc's orders, not just for me, but for the country. And that means I am not going to be holding rallies. Does Nancy Pelosi have a doctorate? No? Is that <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> apparently. I think the, the rule is once you go 
to the plastic surgeon so many times they just give you the degree because yeah. you visited By the office osmosis enough. being there so much right. you absorb their knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I, it's just a rule I heard. Uh, so he said during the trips that he, you know, he's going to miss hobnobbing with people on the trail. And he said during the trips, he said, we keep social distancing. Everybody has masks on. Soon as I finish saying something, I put my mask back on. I've traveled, but when I do, I get in, make my case, take questions, and leave. But you know me. I'd, yeah. I'd much rather be out there with people because that's where I get the greatest feel. It's hard to sniff people it when is. you're social. Did you, did you say greatest feel? great point. Yeah, yeah greatest <laughs> feel. That was literal. But, well, I, and I'm like, okay, so everybody has masks on. As soon as you finish saying something, you put it back on. So, like, COVID knows not to strike when it's you're polite. talking. Yeah. Right, like it, because you were saying earlier, it's got a lot <laughs> it's of. A, it's a politically savvy virus. Right, right. <laughs> um, so he and and by the way, I brought this up yesterday on the show, but uh, I've got the actual quote here yesterday when he was questioned about his cognitive decline by a voter uh, who was 65, and he said, "I, I." I sometimes don't recall everything correctly. I can tell a cognitive decline in myself. Have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline? What he said was, I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look, all you got to do is watch me. And I can hardly compare my cognitive ability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against. All you've got to do is watch me, Lauren. That is the that is the problem, though. That is exactly what people are saying. Yeah, yeah. But I think with this whole no rallies thing, we saw this in the primaries. Joe Biden, he's not necessarily a candidate running on his own platform, his own strength. He's there as the alternative to the other guy, right? We saw this. All he had to do to win the primary was pretty much just sit back, let the others eat themselves, and then you know, when it comes to Carolina, just be like, here I am, and uh, yeah, at least I'm not Bernie Sanders. I'm not overtly socialist. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and so. So I think it's pretty much the same, you know, now that he's naked or coming up against Trump, he's just going to hope that enough people hate Trump that he can kind of coast on. At least I'm here. You can vote for me. Please don't make me say anything without a teleprompter. Yeah, Jason. I, I think Donald Trump, it would have been a blowout win over Hillary Clinton if he would have done what Joe Biden is doing right now. Yeah. I absolutely believe that. So I think the closer they got to the election, if he just would have kind of just stayed away from Twitter and just kind of stayed away, showed up to the debates and been his normal self at mm-hmm. the debates, but then just kind of stayed back, coasted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that his doctor's advice is Dr. Pelosi, you know, uh, Dr. Schumer and, uh, you know, Dr. AOC and all the people that will be pulling his strings. And that's the most dangerous thing about Joe Biden. Yeah. That's what you're seeing right now is everything policy wise coming out of him is not Joe Biden. He, he's he's not what the policies he's now talking like right now he's talking about far left policies mm-hmm. really they're just saying he's moderate but he's not he's talking about free college and all that yeah. stuff so he they've shifted to the left which historically Joe Biden has not been that far to the left he might have been considered moderate at one point definitely not now yeah but um, what will be really interesting and I cannot wait to open up the research books when he does this but he said he's going to start talking or he's going to start listing his uh, transition staff they're going to get that you know ready just in case and do that early mm-hmm. look to see who's on his transition staff we already know aoc is on his green climate whatever mm-hmm. commission um she's going to be running that that's going to be a nightmare which hold on do you remember when i'm old enough to remember when all of this tara reed uh, allegations came out and aoc was actually very critical of him 
and said, like, I this is inappropriate. He shouldn't have done it. And, you know, v- lambasted him and then was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to work with him now. Oh, yeah. They, they, they don't care. Yeah. They, they don't care. They don't care about any sexual assault allegation. They don't care of his cognitive abilities in decline. They don't care about any of that. Because they know that he's not going to be pulling the strings. I mean, he's he's the political equivalent of, like, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> and I think for some Democrats, specifically someone like Pelosi or AOC, that might actually be a positive for yes. them. They see him as sure. almost just, like, an empty vessel where they can yeah. sneak in whatever they want. They don't yeah. have to worry about fighting against someone who actually has, I don't know, policies or cognitive thoughts. Right. Or, like, a, an actual ideology that's guiding them. Right, <laughs> right. Just be the mouthpiece for someone else. Uh, all right, so we'll see how that works out for Joe Biden, but for now, he is still going to be hidden in his basement. And then we'll see what happens with the debates. I keep waiting for him to come up with a reason to cancel those. I feel like he's, he's obviously, he's already agreed to them, but I feel like they're just waiting for another reason with, like, COVID or whatever they'll to just be like, uh, oh, we pro- we know we definitely shouldn't have those. They'll, yeah, that's, they'll say it's unsafe. Yeah. And, then, and then Trump will counter saying, no, it'll be fine. Right. And they'll Don't criticize Trump for that. They'll right. say, why? Well, that's why he's irresponsible. Right. It's so much better if they can get Joe just in a room where they can hold up signs or something like that mm-hmm. off, off screen yeah. to oh, cue yeah. him on? Well, it, you say that. However, I've seen him on television a couple times when he ha- he's just like, what I said was <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't let the protesters get in the way of be worse. the protests. And, yeah. when, <laughs> and, when and, when and when Hillary came on basically endorsing him or did endorse him, remember that time it looked like he was asleep. Yeah. yeah. There was a long, uncomfortable time yeah. where he was just like. Did you guys, I think it was during the primaries, there was some debate where he's literally just looked like, I think he forgot where he was. Just like, oh, this is nice. Like, where am I? Um, no, it's going to be brutal for him if he actually goes on stage with Trump. And I'm so excited. I can't I wait. Pay-per-view. Well, how do you think that Trump needs to needs to handle his rallies? Because we, we know he's, he's not going to stop his rallies. Yeah. He's going to continue um, having them. Does he need to shift his tone at all? Because, I mean, I was at the, the first one in Tulsa. And he was hilarious. He was funny. I know he appealed to his base. The people who were there loved it. it was it very worried? Empty, like they said, it, I mean, the top sections were not full. Mm-hmm. They weren't. I mean, there was just there's no other way to describe it. It was not full. It didn't. It felt like there were more people than the fire department said that there were. So I wondered if they just had a, a yeah. miscount there, but. It was not full. But, I mean, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because we've seen that the online replays from that were, like, over a million easily, yes. right? So yes, it's like, exactly. On the one so hand— Joe Biden can't get 500 simultaneous viewers exactly. on a live stream So it's like, all. on the one hand, if conservatives do show up to the rally, then they want to kill your grandma. If they don't show up, then Trump has no support, and even his base is leaving him. So it's like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. So you think his messaging, he can he well, do it just what, on his current messaging? What we've seen yeah. time and time again, though, is that any time the Trump campaign or the GOP in general try to, um, you know, pull back a little bit, cater to maybe the people who are in the middle or even maybe try to win over some more reasonable Democrats or moderates, is that the media will still twist anything he does into being racist, sexist, and homophobic. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really frustrating to see them try to appease people who will hate them no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do I think Trump needs to go full ham and start accusing people of murder on, on Twitter? No, <laughs> probably, not. probably not. But in terms of, like, should he try to maybe, like, tone it down, be more moderate or anything like that? No, I don't think so. If anything, I think we need more of the Trump who promised mm. law and order and actually mm. results and things yep. like that. That's what I was going to say. He cannot win under his current messaging. 
yeah. which I do believe, and just to go back to Kushner, I think Kushner is writing that uh, that uh, agenda for him. He's got to go back to not just saying, not just tweeting "law and order" in all caps, mm-hmm. but saying this well, is what I'm going to do about points. it. Oh, well, well, that's true with yeah. the exclamation points. Yeah. Um, but actually saying this is what I'm going to do about it. Right. Like this is what I think about the statues. This is what I'm doing about it. Which he's starting to do something, do some stuff now. Um, so you think the police reform uh, speech hurt him? Oh my gosh, yes, yes. That again, that's where you're letting the left dictate your narrative. Mm-hmm. That is when you said, "Oh yeah, there's a problem with the police. Oh yeah, there's systemic racism." You just gave that to them. Yeah. No. Yeah. A, tr- a true conservative uh, on this would been this is a local issue. Right. You know, I, I, individual conduct and in police departments needs to be looked at no and handled accordingly. Right. right. Yeah. But I'm not going to give in to the left on this, that there's systemic racism or there's an overall problem with the police because it's not true. Right. Uh, all right. Chris Cuomo got into it yesterday with uh, the man who I think they're calling him Ken. The Ken of St. Louis, who defended his home, uh, I'm sorry, his mansion outside of it, defended it from Black Lives Matters protesters. We will get to that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. So uh, if you are like us here sitting at the table and also off screen, we've got James over here who brought his dog to work today. And he's the cutest thing ever. I wish that I could show him to you. But you're like us. We all consider our dogs to be a part of the family. We like to bring them to work with us. Mm -hmm. We like to make sure that they are getting what they need as far as health goes, right? So you look at the food that you're feeding them. You think that you're giving them the best. You think that they've got, uh, it's got everything it needs to give your dogs the right nutrients that it needs to thrive. But if you're feeding them dry dog food, all that stuff is killed in the process of making it shelf life stable. So you're losing all of the the probiotics, the vitamins, the minerals, all of that you're losing. You got to put it back into the dry dog food with rough greens. Now, this is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put back on your dog's food and it puts all that stuff back in. Probiotics, omega oils, uh, the vitamins, the minerals, the nutrients. It is going to get, your dog is going to get what they need to thrive and be healthy. And best of all, your dog is going to love it. My dog was such a picky eater. She never wanted to eat. I thought she was like anorexic for a little while. It turns out she just didn't really love the dry dog food, but now she eats it all up with the rough greens and I know that she is getting what she needs to stay healthy and live a long, healthy life. Take the rough greens 14-day jumpstart challenge today for $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less, especially if you got an older dog and you want to see your older dog thrive again. You got to go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute. Chris Cuomo attacked Mark McCloskey. Now, he was the man that you guys saw in the viral video of the couple that, who, I'm sorry, but let's, can we just say hashtag relationship goals oh, yeah. right now, right? <laughs> uh, the couple, if you guys who are watching on television, you can see the couple who was outside of their giant mansion <laughs> in St. Louis telling all of these Black Lives Matters protesters who were told, we are told were peaceful. However, I'm not so sure how peaceful you can be um, while breaking and entering into a private gated neighborhood. I believe they call that trespassing. No, so. these people don't believe in private property, though. And that's like, oh. that's what it took me that long to realize, like, no, to them, this is, quote, peaceful because they don't acknowledge that these people actually own the property to begin with. Right. Because they're that's Marxists. A, well, that's a great point. Well, yeah. and also, I mean, their their uh, their objection to everything is like, well, but we all pay taxes and like taxes pay for those roads. Like, no, they 
they don't, that that's that's why it's private and gated. And, yeah. the, and also, we don't all pay taxes. Right? <laughs> right. Like, right. Well, let's get that conversation And started. also saying you're a, like, I pay taxes for something doesn't mean I can like break into someone else's house or car because it was sitting on the street that I pay taxes for. Like, yeah. you got to draw the line somewhere. But uh, so Mark McCloskey, the man who you saw in that video, went on Chris Cuomo's show that apparently is still in existence over on CNN. And uh, he, Chris Cuomo, lecturing Mark McCloskey uh, on using his gun to protect his home. Here's a little bit of what that looked like. How do you feel about becoming the face of political resistance to the Black Lives Matter movement? (laughs) First of all, that's completely a ridiculous statement. I'm not the face of anything opposing the Black Lives Matter movement. I was a person scared for my life who was protecting my wife, my home, my hearth, my livelihood. I was a victim of a mob that came through the gate. I didn't care what color they were. I didn't care what their motivation was. I was frightened, I was assaulted, and I was in imminent fear that they would run me over, kill me, burn my house, and you have to have this in the context of St. Louis, where on June the 2nd of this year, I watched the city burn, I watched the 7-Eleven get smashed in, looted, and burned for 40 minutes on live television with nobody showing up to do anything, and I realized at that time we're on our own. When bad things happen, they unpredictably turn really bad real fast. And it didn't stop there. Uh, Chris Cuomo just, he did the backhanded swipes every chance he could possibly get. Um, Here's a little bit more of the ending of the interview with Mark McCloskey, who's like, guy, I just wanted to defend my own property. All right, watch. It's just a horrible picture of what's going on in America right now. So to me, it's not about what's right and what's wrong just in a court of law. It's about what we want right to right and wrong about how we treat each other. And that's why the <laughs> president why retweeted this tweet. Mr. Watkins, you know it. And Mr. McCloskey, you know it. He retweeted it because he liked the image of white resistance oh, to this God. movement. And I'm not saying that was fair to you. But we know that's why he did it, because that's why he deleted it. I wanted you to well, speak I'm glad for yourself. You're- I'm glad you're a mind reader because no one else thinks you are. <laughs> oh, in fact, he didn't delete it. Good. Makes my point even no. more. Uh, <laughs> you didn't say that. It was said to me uh, for me. I'm thinking about something else where someone was screaming white power in a video that the president retweeted. Oh, no. He deleted that one. He didn't delete the one of Why you. Why is he still I wanted to give you a it. chance to speak about it. We both know you don't have to be a mind reader to assess a pattern. You're not a mind reader either. I haven't seen the video of the person clapping the magazines, but you drew certain inferences from the behavior before you. I'm doing the same thing. No, We've seen behavior before us. Oh I'm making gosh. a judgment. I'm sorry uh, that you are caught in it the way you are if it's not what you intended by all of this, Mr. McCloskey. Uh, now I yeah I can't wait to get uh, get your thoughts on this. There was another part uh, in this interview where Chris thought that it would be a really awesome point to be like, well, did they harm your home? Did they do any damage? Huh? And like, no, because I was waving a giant gun around. Of course they didn't do any damage to my property. Do you think it would have been different maybe if I hadn't been holding the giant gun? Uh, Lauren, what are your thoughts? Okay, well, first off, I deserve some sort of financial compensation for having to sit through that. that it's uncomfortable. It's like actually physically uncomfortable why anyone tunes in voluntarily. I don't even know. Um, but no, this is a great example of what happens when we see someone visibly like 
illustrating why the Second Amendment is important, mm -hmm. right? Because he made an amazing point. Like, we've seen what happens when the gun isn't there, right? We have video evidence. We have burned ruins to point to. So we don't need to think about hypotheticals. This has happened, right? And I think it's going to keep happening until people actually take it upon themselves to protect their own property and, and their loved ones, right? People have died in these riots. So to pretend like, oh, well, they're just pre peaceful protesters. You were completely overreacting. I don't think he was. Um, what's interesting is they've actually kind of dug up information on this couple, which I don't, I don't think is right and they shouldn't right. have done. But right. now that the information is out there, they actually are Democrats, yes. right? They have a record of donating to left-wing causes, BLM supporters, yes. as, as that husband has said. I wonder if their opinions have changed at all. Not that I think they would necessarily come out and say it, but like internally, I really am wondering what's happening there. Yeah, you got to believe that they are not, not so much in support of the the movement yeah. that's now basically crucifying them, Jason. Interestingly enough, a lot of those white, liberal, you know, kind of very wealth, wealthy, uh, I don't know, just activists or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, it pretty much shows, I think, this is a good example, that a lot of times they don't really believe what they say out in public mm -hmm. a lot of times, Yeah. Um, which is sad because, again, going back to the culture war thing, I think they're all just so scared to voice how they really believe. Um, it's, a, it's a good you know, uh, advertisement for whatever business they're in that, hey, I gave to Black Lives Matter, you know, yeah. because black lives really matter, you right. know. Um, this, this, this is kind of infuriating to me because when you see the images of the gate, it's not like they clipped the, you know, the mm -hmm. chain or something like that or just pushed it over. It was bent in half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, they clearly came through well, there. That was just a suggestion, the gate. <laughs> it was not yeah. a friendly <laughs> suggestion for them to, to just, like, probably stay out, but yeah. it's fine. So what are you to expect if you're one of these homeowners, which that was an amazing home, Beautiful. Right? That was insane. Yeah, so jealous. What do they do for a living? I, I think they're both lawyers. lawyers. Yeah, yeah, they're both okay. lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's why I'm saying, like, couple's goals yeah. right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but what else, if you're in that community, what else do you expect? They already destroyed the gate, mm -hmm. literally. It looked like Superman, you know, like, did something to that dang thing. Um, who knows at that point? They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They came right. out there and defended their homes. Um, they didn't walk off their property. Mm -hmm. um, right, right. Anything else? I will say that as a gun enthusiast, uh, those oh, two no, suck I know. I know. at uh, gun safety. Yeah, I know. The uh, homegirl out there just kind of going like oh, this. Oh, it yeah. doesn't. It, it gave me a tick when I watched it. I was like, oh, God, get your finger off the trigger. I know. So, so they did nothing wrong. I'm glad they stood. I'm glad they shown showed you know the importance of the Second Amendment. Yeah. But uh, guys, go to some gun safety courses. <laughs> just do it, and trust me. <laughs> All right, we've got more to come back in just a minute. <laughs> the memes that have been born from that. I know. So what was that? I saw one of the video gamers did it. Where they The Chinese Communist Party has uh, begun cracking down on Hong Kong protesters after China's government imposed a new national security law that cemented Beijing's control over the city. Uh, Xi Jinping signed into a law a bill banning acts of sedition, subversion and terrorism. 
Okay, violating the new law could result in a sentence of life in prison. But of course, these are like ambiguously worded terms. So there's no telling how they are going to stretch that meaning to fit, you know, someone who criticizes the government. Not that they would ever do something like that. (laughs) They don't have a history of doing that or anything. Uh, And a new committee for safeguarding national security will be authorized to operate in total secrecy and be shielded from legal challenges. What could possibly go wrong there, Lauren? Well, this is like, it's an interesting conversation for me to have because I'm from Hong Kong. I have family in Hong Kong. So like, I'm even in a position where I'm like, what can I say or not say? So, But I will just say this for anybody in the West who is playing nice, nice with China or even flirting with their ideology, Mm -hmm. communism, just know that this is where it will get you, right? So all of the talk of Trump being a fascist dictator, yada, yada, yada. I think you need to turn your eyes to the east and look at what's happening there. And if you think that the result of of this ideology will be any different here, then you are just naive. Mm, You are just naive. So it's sad because you're seeing the death throes of freedom, really. Um, And it was signed back in, those death throes began back in 97. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing, you know, reading all about that when I was in college at the time. Um, It's inevitable for this to happen. The surprising thing is it's escalating so fast. So I would expect to see this around the year 2045 or something like that. So Hong Kong goes specifically off the uh, two-system, one country or whatever it's called. It specifically goes off of it 50 years after that 97 handover, so in 2047. Um, So everyone's saying, I cannot believe, you know, the president's allowing this or the world government's. They can't do anything about it. They really can't. This is agreed upon. This is signed into law. China can do it. It's fully within what what the agreement lets them do. So all these protests, the sad thing is doomed to fail. Yeah. They can't do anything. Yeah. So um, the question now is, and really China has kind of hinted on this is what they're probably going to try to do in places like Taiwan. Mm -hmm. What happens in Taiwan? Because you're probably going to see something very, very similar. Mm-hmm. What is the this and this is all these other disputed areas around that China, you know, says you know has, claims ownership of. You're going to see a similar thing, I think, copied in those in those places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely it's 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 horrifying to watch what's going on in Hong Kong. What's even suckier is that you know that it's inevitable. Yeah, right. it's literally they're fighting they're they're fighting for everything right now, but they know they know that it's inevitable. They're crying out for people to help, but the international community knows there's nothing they can. There's do. nothing we can do. Yeah. You're you're, right. you're doomed to follow you know in this communist footstep. It's yeah. just going to happen. And and just for perspective, like '97 is when the handover happened. So you have people right now who are in these protests who grew up with all of the rights of British citizens. Yeah. So to anyone who thinks that maybe here, oh, it can never happen, this is how quickly it happens, mm-hmm. right? Within a generation is how quickly things mm-hmm. can fall apart. And I, it's heartbreaking because, like you're saying, and it, it pains me to admit it, there's just not much that can be done when you're facing the behemoth of the Chinese government. But yeah, it, if nothing else, I really hope this serves as a, a tale of caution toward mm. people over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, asked if the NBA's relationship with China, with Beijing, <sighs> has improved since a team manager dared offend the Chinese Communist Party earlier this year, uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. He's like, I mean, you know, human rights abuses, whatever. I, we just got to come to some sort of mutual respect. Watch. Adam, last time you joined us for a Tom and Hunter Talks back in October, um, the NBA was embroiled in an international diplomatic crisis after Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey um, tweeted in favor of Hong Kong, which potentially damaged your business relationship with China. Has that relationship improved 
I, I feel it has. Um, you know, our, our games are on Tencent, um, the distribution platform in China. Um, you know, we've continued a dialogue um, with the Chinese, with our business partners there in certain cases with certain government officials. And, you know, we, we're just going to keep at it. Uh, we've had a long history in China, and certainly this is a bump in the road in, in our relations. Obviously, I think we all understand each other. You know, as I've said before, you know, we come to China with a certain set of core American values and principles. And I understand also they have a different form of government and they have a different view of how things have been done, how, how things should be done. And, and, and hopefully we can find mutual respect for each other. That's so cute. And just for context, the day before Silver's interview aired, a report on China revealed that the authoritarian state is systemically oppressing thousands of minority women in one of its provinces, forcing them to abort unborn children and injecting them with unknown chemicals that can leave women infertile. What a beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah, I mean, I on the one hand, I don't expect corporations to topple the Chinese Communist Party. Right? It's a right. corporation. But on the other hand, these corporations cannot have it both ways. Either you're this paragon of virtue supporting Black Lives Matter and you're on the front forefront of like human rights activism or you're making deals with the Chinese Communist Party. Right? You can't have it both ways. And we see this type of hypocrisy all the time, especially in Hollywood even. Right. Hollywood is notorious for saying we are, you know, so liberal, uh, social justice causes, yada, yada, yada. Hollywood, but when it comes to their bottom lines, they have no problem bowing down, bending over to whatever the Chinese government wants in order to gain access to, you know, their billion person country to show their movies there. So it's like, we get it. You guys want the money. Like, that's fine. You're a business. You can do that. But don't at the same time pretend like you're some force of social good in the world because you're not. Just admit you're in it for the money. Yeah, just admit. Um, we live in a capitalist society. Yeah. It, that wouldn't be, you know, at least you, we would know who you were and you could just drop the mask. To, to your point, there's that uh, that um, that campaign to get all the uh, bunch of businesses to get to drop their ads off of Facebook right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a huge list of so that they don't Facebook is what did they're profiting from hate. Yeah, they, they don't want to be a part of profiting from hate. Yeah, did you did you see what CNN did today? No, they they, did, they put out an article basically doxing all the companies that haven't pulled their their <gasps> ads right now. Oh my God. Is that journalism or activism? That's activism. They're yeah. joining in on this campaign. Which wow. is absolutely insane. But I bet you, I, and I didn't look at the list of, of companies that have pulled out, but to Lauren's point, they probably all have major business uh, mm-hmm. you know, ventures over in China. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't agree with that? Just today, a story came out from Axios where uh, the U.S. government seized a, uh, it was either a, a ship or it was some shipment of a ton, I don't remember how much, but a ton of human hair wigs that were taken from Xinjiang, which is probably the Uyghur minority up there. Mm-hmm. Hair wigs. I don't think they took them on their own free will. No. I mean, this, this, there's evil. Yeah. I will say it. There is evil going on in that part of the world. Um, per, absolutely directed by the government. Yeah. Absolutely directed by the government. Yeah. And you just have some balls. Right. Seriously, have some balls. If, if you care, as Lauren said, if you care about being care. virtuous and yeah. having morals, then you probably <laughs> should have some balls. If your virtue is that great, then be consistent with it. Right. Not yeah. when it doesn't align with your pocketbook. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. LeBron.
Yesterday's poll, what word best describes Joe Biden? Most of you said corrupt. 38% of you said corrupt. Followed very closely, I will say, 37% of you said senile. 20% of you said creepy. 3.9% of you said sleepy. I never understood the Sleepy Joe nickname. <laughs> Trump is usually so yeah. on par with the nicknames. And I was like, come on, Sleepy well, weaker Joe. Ones. Yeah, there's, there's nothing there. You got to spice it up a little bit. Uh, all right, today's poll. Do you trust Dr. Fauci? I don't know why they picked this, but I will say, uh, for context, I did see a video that was circulating of him online. They were on a break or something, and he took off the mask when he thought he wasn't being filmed on television and stood with a mask off for a little bit before putting it back on, I think is maybe why they chose this. But uh, do you trust Dr. Fauci, Jason? I don't trust any of these people at this point mm-hmm. that are trying to give these models. No, yeah. none of them. None of them are predicting any. his last one, 100000 a day have common sense. I, I just don't believe that at this juncture, unless something spirals out of control. But no, no. If you're trying to tell us that we need to do certain policy things based off of a model, which every other single one has been proven false, don't believe it. All right, I'm in the same boat. And before anyone says anything, it's not that I don't trust science. I don't trust these people, yes. these political actors who are trying to convey science to us. And there's a difference. Yes, science absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And don't forget to check out uh, Pseudo Intellectual with Lauren Chen on Blaze TV, on YouTube, on your podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.